On Friday's episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast with Flip and Steel, we are diving in to Friday's DFS and big betting board, but also for a first time ever, we have Mr. Josh Wegman of The Score joining us as our first ever guest. You're locked on fantasy hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us for episode number 26 of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Today, you know we'll be diving into the DFS board. You know we'll be hitting you with some bets, but we are happy and privileged to have friend of the show and longtime writer, editor, and guru of the fantasy hockey world, Mr. Josh Wegman of The Score here with us today for our first ever guest. Steele and I are fired up for it. Thank you so much for joining us, brother. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, good to talk to you again, Flip. It's been too long, my friend, too long. And, you know, Steele and I just got this going. We're doing fantasy. We're talking hockey every night. And I figured who better than my good pal, Josh Wegman, who honestly <laughs> is a longtime fantasy hockey guru. So I'm putting you on the spot today, brother, for sure. Steele is as well. Steele, why don't you start us off with a question for our pal, Josh Wegman? Josh, really happy to have you here. Flip and I have, have been talking about getting our first guest on the podcast, so really happy that you could be here with us. Um, yeah, Flip and I, we were discussing a couple episodes ago, you know, Jake DeBrusque has really shown some highlights in the last week, uh, playing on that top line with Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, nine points in six games for him. You know, on the trade list, he's jumped up from 23rd to 6th on this trade list, uh, really because of this last week, uh, he's been highlighted. Where do you think that like he could potentially go if he were to be traded? Would Boston like consider even keeping him now at this point? And what would that mean for his fantasy value? I think they could consider keeping up this point, considering how well he's played with Marchand and Bergeron. I mean, what two players uh, to play with right there on the top line. So no, no one better to showcase on with than putting them with Marchand and Bergeron. But uh, I do still think he could be traded. I know there was the report yesterday um, that they're working on an extension that could help make it easier to facilitate a trade because mm. right now I think his qualifying offer would be uh, four and a half million almost. So some teams might not want to pay him that next year, given that he's had a rough couple years here, even though he's playing better lately. But um, mm. I could still see him being one of the main pieces in a trade if Boston's trying to get back a more proven top six forward, like maybe JT Miller or a Claude Giroux mm -hmm. or a Thomas Hurdle, someone like that. So um, San Jose, Philly, and Vancouver are all three places I could see him. And I know um, he's always tied to Edmonton because he's from there and his dad played yeah. for the Oilers. So that's mm -hmm. always a possibility as well. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, you mentioned it, I think, this week on Twitter, their move to showcase him. And it's interesting because, you know, I mentioned it earlier in the week that he's one of those guys that, yeah, he hasn't performed offensively, but he does a lot of those little things like getting into those dirty areas. And those are the kinds of guys that teams want for their playoff push. But what I wanted to ask you, Josh, is the Bruins are always almost active at the at the deadline. It seems they always add a P, at least over the last, you know, handful of years, you know, Taylor Hall, Coyle, whoever it is that they add um, to just 
you know, bolster the push for the playoffs. If they don't move DeBrusque, do you see them just making any straight up additions of any kind? Yeah, I could see it. I mean, especially since Bergeron's in the last year of his deal. I mean, I would assume he resigns there. And mm -hmm. Boston always seems to get their players to resign for below market value. So it's hard to imagine him playing anywhere else. But I think given the way Bergeron is literally having one of his best seasons, I think you still have to go almost all in and try and win while Marchand and Bergeron and that core is still producing at a high level. Not totally different than Pittsburgh and Washington and their aging cores. I think yep. all three of those teams kind of have to go all in and try and extend the window and win while you can, while those players are still performing at an elite rate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, speaking of going all in, you know, not to shift gears completely, but to still talk about playoff teams, for some reason, the Edmonton Oilers are a hot topic on this show. And, I, you know, one week I'm telling people to sprinkle 20 bucks or them on the cup because the Pacific is wide open. Then the next <laughs> week they're losing by six or seven goals. Steel's calling me out. So I need to know what you think about the Oilers overall. We know the issues are really in net. Can they go on any kind of run, Josh, with the goalies that they have? At least what, what do you think is the, you know, the, the output for the Oilers this year? Um, I know Miko Koskin has played really well lately. It's something like a 930 save percentage <laughs> in his last nine games or something. But I just, I have no trust in him. And I know goalies are like voodoo. They run so hot and cold. Mm. But come playoff time in a series, you know, even if, they get the second seed there and they're playing someone like LA or they could play Vegas in round one. Um, I, yeah, I, ju I just can't trust Miko Koskin in a playoff series. And I know Mike Smith has been really good historically in the playoffs in his career, but I also still can't trust him in a postseason series at this yeah. stage of his career. So um, I, I, I still think the Oilers we'll try and add a goalie at the deadline. I don't know if it'll be flurry because maybe the price is too high or, yeah. you know, flurry has some, uh, no trade protection there. So he might mm -hmm. not want to go to Edmonton, but I can see yeah. them going for someone like Braden Holpe since he'll probably be a little bit cheaper. I knew I was going to like you, Josh, before you hopped on this podcast. I was telling Flip, I was like, look, if he says some absurd things about Miko Koskinen going on a run or Mike Smith, I'm going to lose it. But I'm in the same boat. I don't think at, I don't think anyone should be able to trust trust Miko Koskinen or Mike Smith, especially in a playoff run. I was just looking at the standings. Edmonton's not even a wild card spot right now. Like they, you know, it's most likely they're gonna make the playoffs. But again, it, it, there's a lot. There's a big playoff race in in the Western Conference divisions right now. But you're right. They got to make a trade for a goalie. It might not be Mark Andre Fleury because the cost is too high. He did fall down in the trade list. I think he's at like number 26. But again, a guy like Braden Holpe. I think Alexander Gorgiev has jumped up. He's at like number eight on the list as well, but you, you, I have no faith in Koskinen or Smith. Yeah, no, absolutely. Koskinen's just too hot and cold. He just hasn't <laughs> been able to do it for a sustained stretch of time. And when you're in the playoffs and playing the best of the best, I just, I, I can't put my faith in him to get it done, Braden especially Holby. since their defense is a little bit leaky too. Oh, yeah. for sure. And Braden Holpe just feels like a very Edmonton Oilers-esque <laughs> move. You know, a bit of a Band-Aid situation there when, you know, goalies, whether it's fantasy or real hockey, are obviously, like you said, Josh, a little bit of voodoo magic uh, when you need them to be. So um, I think Steele actually wanted to get into a little bit of more of the organizational fantasy-wise yeah. uh, breakdown, Steele. Um, what, what do you got for Josh? 
Yeah, well, I figured since we're all big fantasy gambling, you know, DFS you. guys here, Thank and you. you know, we we've been doing this over the last you know decade or so. You know, I think a lot of people kind of forget or you know miss out on some key pieces on to what makes a fantasy team great. And I wanted to see what your kind of strategy or key piece would to be when you're drafting your team. Is it you know drafting goalies a little bit early? You know, defensemen early, you know, making some big trades early on, trading draft picks. Like, what would you say is the biggest key for making a really, really good fantasy team? You know, I think it obviously all depends on your league format, mm -hmm. how many people are in the league and uh, the categories and all that. But for the most part, I like to build a strong blue line just because I find it super easy to stream forwards. You know, you can find someone who has four games, like a second line winger somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um and there's always those random goalies that come out of nowhere. So as long as you're active on the waiver wire, you can find like this year's version of Billy Huso or mm. um, like Jake Ottinger has been really good. I feel like you can always find value in goalies as well, but defensemen are really hard to come by unless you're a bona fide star. And those guys you have to get, you know, in the first at least like 10 rounds of your draft. So I like to build a good blue line early just because it's, not easily replaceable whereas forwards and d can be found on the waiver wire much more easy yeah most definitely sometimes you know you have to almost get lucky with those first few defensemen like last the last couple of years you know i got lucky with darnell nurse in his second big season and you just you know it pays off for you but i wanted to ask you lastly josh before wrapping this up for you and thank you so much man for jumping on we really appreciate it make sure you check out josh on twitter and on the score app for all your hockey and hockey fantasy needs. Um, but I wanted to ask you about the second half here, Josh. And I think you were talking on TSN radio earlier this week about uh, showing some love to the LA Kings. I was talking about <clears throat> their goaltending duo and how it's underrated. Is there, you know, maybe the, it's the Kings, but is there a team you have your eye on in the second half that maybe make a little bit of a push here? Maybe a team that you think, some people are sleeping on in this second half that we should not write off just yet. Yeah, I think the Kings are definitely one of those teams, especially since they have arguably the best prospect pool in the NHL. And, you know, Doughty and Kopitar are not getting any younger, so they might want to try and win soon. I don't think they're going to be doing anything crazy for just rentals, but as far as players out there with term, I could uh, – really see them going after that, like maybe Chikrin. Mm. Um, and I mean, Chikrin's in the worst fantasy spot in the <laughs> NHL right now in Arizona. And I think he's only around 50% owned right now. I know he's been yeah. dropped in a couple of my leagues. So if that's a guy who's available, I would definitely try and pick him up or maybe buy low for him on a trade if it doesn't cost too much. Um, just because if he goes to LA, they have – they don't, you know, other than Kopitar and Doughty, they don't have a lot of stars and household names, but they have four really solid lines. They have a pretty good offense. Uh, he'd get a lot of power play time and minutes there, so that would be a good fit for him. And I know one of the other more popular destinations for Chikrin is Florida. And wow. if he went there, that would be the perfect scenario for yeah. fantasy just because they have arguably the most dangerous offense in the league. And I know he wouldn't get power play one time with Ekblad there, but... Uh, his fantasy value would go through the roof, I think, if uh, he wound up in Florida. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree, man. Well, that was our first ever guest on the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, Mr. Josh Wegman of The Score. Like I said, make sure you check him out on Twitter and on The Score platform for all of your hockey fantasy needs. 
Mr. Wegman, thank you so much for joining us. And I hope we can do this again soon, brother. Hey, thank you for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, any anytime. I'm happy to come on. And what I want to tell you about next, guys, you know it's Built Bars. They are made with 100% real chocolate. It's delicious. It's low calorie. It's high protein. It's everything you want for a little shot of healthy energy before or after the gym. Steel likes them as a late night snack. <laughs> Hit up Built.com. Scroll down the macros chart. You'll be blown away. I mentioned all the tastiness of these bars, but they're also good for you. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, Four net carbs, what is there not to love about that? Especially when you compare it to those doo-doo candy bars that run you 240 calories and a ton of sugar. We know this. We also know mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond are some of their top flavors. Don't slip. They are all delicious. New flavors are coming out all the time, every couple of months, so do not miss out. If, they, if you can think of a good flavor, they will make it. At Built, they are all about the taste. They make it delicious first and figure out how to make it healthy after. I don't know how, but they pull it off every <laughs> time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every day. Make your second listen Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game. You don't want to miss the highlights. It's awesome. You get the highlights and analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you find your local podcast. Uh, just like this podcast right here. So make sure you go subscribe. Go follow us. Flip and I appreciate all the support out there. Uh, thank you so much for all the support. With that being said, it's now time for DFS selections, Friday night's games, Seven games on the schedule for mm -hmm. Friday night to start the weekend. I'm looking at that Minnesota Wild Buffalo Sabres game. I know I said I was taking the Philadelphia Flyers against the Wild, mm. but you know, against the Buffalo Sabres, you got to take the other team. You know, I picked the Toronto Maple Leafs on the puck line, they lost 5 1. It didn't work out for me then. I'm going to bounce back a big way with the Wild uh, for my DFS selection. So I got to go with some top dogs on that top line. Kirill Kaprizov and Ryan Hartman. They've been, you know, in a little bit of a slump the last uh, last five, six games. Mm -hmm. Three points for Kaprizov in five games before Philadelphia. Hartman, two points in his last five games before the Flyers, uh, before the Flyers game on Thursday night. And then look to a guy on the third line like Brandon Duhame for the Minnesota Wild. I think you can find him for very, very cheap. He's only going to cost around $2,000, right. Uh And... You know, he he has 258 fantasy points on the season, 14 points in total. But this guy lays the ball out there. He likes to hit everybody, everything that moves. Uh, and I think he has the potential to score. That that third line for the Minnesota Wild with Marcus Foligno and Joel Eriksson-Eck, uh, they have been very underrated. Mm -hmm. You know, this entire Minnesota team has been in a very bad slump this last week. But I think against the Buffalo Sabres, they can bounce back and get in, get back into the win column. We haven't talked a ton about a guy like Marcus Foligno, despite talking about the Minnesota yeah. Wild seemingly at length, because he's had a very good fantasy season. And I'd say overall, just a good season. But if you're in a banger league or you're in a league with, with blocks, anything like that, this guy fills out the entire stat sheet. And he's also a valuable DFS target for cheaps. So if you're looking at the Wild, you know me, I'm always saying look down the lineup. Have a look at Marcus Foligno. 
And as much as I understand where you're going with this deal, I also think there's some value in the Buffalo Sabres guys. Yeah. We know that they just came off of a big win. We've talked about them a lot. The Alex Tucks of the world. He's getting a couple of points seemingly every single night. You've talked about Skinner, you know, having a really resurgent season. And Tage Thompson's for real. So, you know, if you're not going to go too hard on the wild, I would also stay with this matchup that until the wild turn it around, we know Buffalo is going to be in high scoring games left and right. We know this, but until the wild turn it around, I think you can count on them to continue to being allowing in a bunch of goals as well. So stay away from the goalies in this matchup, but I would say you could find some value in both teams still. I don't know what you think about that. No, I, I love where your head's at. And that's exactly where I, my head is for this segment. You know, there's a ton of games out there for Friday night. A lot of, you yeah. know, expensive players going to be playing. Yeah. So this episode, we're going to be showcasing some guys under the radar, guys you can find for cheap. So you can spend most of your money on those top tier guys. Love it. I'm looking at that Blue Jackets versus the, uh, versus the Kings game for Friday okay. night as well. Okay. I'm going to continue going with Patrick Lina. He's been absolutely dominant so far in 2022. For the last two months, he's been on an absolute tear, continues, continuing to score goals, continuing to set up his line mates as well. But I'm also going to be looking at people, at players on that second line who are not going to be expensive. Mm. Jack Roslovic, he's got five points in his last four games. Yep. Very under the radar. He's, he's been, been hot. A lot be he's been a lot better recently. And then a guy like Oliver Bjorkstrand, four points in four games for him. He's you know obviously a lot better than uh, Roslovic. But again, he's going to be very, very cheap compared to a guy like Patrick Line or anyone else. And mm -hmm. then I'm going to add Andrew Peak on the blue line, a very subtle addition for this Blue Jackets team. Yeah, He's only got 10 points on the season. He doesn't do a lot offensively. He can chip in you know, from time to time, but it's in the other categories that he's going to get most of your points. 129 hits on the season, 115 blocks. He keeps on racking up wow. these in these uh, categories. And so far, I lo I've loved uh, what he's done so far this year with the Blue Jackets, who are continuing to find a, a playoff spot right now. Yeah, and that's in a couple of really intriguing uh, points that you highlighted there, Steele. That's a very underrated season for him. So, you know, pro and the Columbus Blue Jackets have come on strong and have looked like a completely different team in the second half. I know they still, you know, lost a couple of games. They're not undefeated or yeah. anything. But, you know, we've mentioned it a couple of times. Line A needs to carry that team. The, the offensive makeup of that team, there are no superstars except for him. And look at him go now and watch Columbus go. So who knows? Like at the end of the day, they're one of those teams that you can't really put a finger on what their overall strength is. But maybe they're one of those pesky little teams that you definitely don't want to face as like a top seed in a wild card situation. Yeah. Um, speaking of good situations, though, and I'll be talking about this in a sec, as I always say. I'm also looking to the New York Rangers who yeah. almost let one get away Wednesday night, but you know, sound five, three uh, win at home. Uh, I still think that there is some value to be had here. Steel, you're going to pay yeah. the top dollar for the top line, but you know, a guy like Alexis Lafreniere, who's been better of late is going to yes. be a relatively cheap option. He's playing on the top line. I like when that happens, you know, the guy hasn't had an overall great season, but he's slotted into that top line. Check him out for a good price. And guys like Dryden Hunt and Ryan Strom, you've talked about them a lot. Strom will be a little bit more money for sure because he's right up there with the goal lead. But I think that there's some good selections from the New York Rangers tonight uh, that I think you should take a look at. Of course, Shesterkin going up against the New Jersey Devils. You're going to pay premium for him. But that would also be my goalie target for the night steal. 
I like everything you just said there too. I and and you know that's why I was showcasing some of the cheaper options for this game because yeah. like there's so many games, juicy matchups Friday night. Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Carolina Hurricanes. You mentioned it. The Rangers versus the Devils. Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Detroit Red Wings. There's a lot of top tier players. So of course you can go and find expensive players. You know in any of those games, but if you're gonna have to find guys who are on the cheaper end to fill out the utility spots, if you're gonna be spending some high premium prices on those top tier players. So again, Andrew Peak, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Jack Rosovic of the Blue of the Blue Jackets. Uh, you mentioned it from the uh, the Buffalo Sabres as well. You can find some cheap, valuable options there as well. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get into the Rangers-Devils for my big-time bet segment. Me too. And where you where you can place those bets is betonline.net. Football might be over this season, but basketball and hockey are in full steam for both pro and college hoops and puck. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet on online has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real time updates of current games. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every day. Don't forget, we are free and available on all platforms, which also includes YouTube. So please make sure you smash that subscribe, smash that follow mm -hmm. button. Flip and I appreciate mm -hmm. the support out there so much you have no idea how much it means to us we're just getting started here we're absolutely tearing it up for the fantasy hockey podcast flip you've been on a roll with your bets the locks thank of the nights thank you dfs set the dfs selections too you've been you've been you've been bouncing back in that category as well thank you rangers versus devils i know you've got money in this game mm. i've got money in this game I'm taking the the Rangers and Devils over six goals. It could easily go up to six and a half, but as of right now, it's at six. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm placing my first bet. Listen, one game usually jumps off the page for me as either one that I like <laughs> one way or the other for an over or an under. Usually over, you know, you guys know I've talked about it. Um, my under track record isn't the greatest. Let's not go down that rabbit hole, but I will say this. This is one that jumps off the page as a high-scoring tilt. Both teams have been involved in a ton of high-scoring games of late as well. Yeah. Let me hit you with a couple of quick stats. The total has gone mm -hmm. over the number in six of New Jersey's last seven games at Madison Square Garden. Plus, the last three games between these two steel, take this in, seven goals, eight goals, and nine goals for a total of 24 total goals over three yeah. games. I'm not going to talk too much more about this one. It's at six right now. That seems off. So if you can get it at six, jump on it. It could go up to 6.5. I talked about teasing numbers for better odds, for worse odds. This might be a situation where, you know, tease down to five and a half. That's free money. I'm sorry. This game is going to go over the number. I also really like this spot for the rangers i love this is going to be my lock of the night steal i'll give it away right now because i'm talking about this same game <laughs> rangers money line minus 175 the devils are zero and seven against their last seven games in the versus the rangers i could see this being an absolute pump show the rangers are in a dog fight in the metro division yeah We've talked about the quality of that team at length i like the way that they bounce back after almost blowing it on wednesday i think this could be a big turning turnaround and big push for them I'm selling it up over 
and Rangers money line heavy. I'm not going puck line. Let's get a big old stinky lock of the night win in early. Rangers money line minus 175, my lock of the night. I love it. You can't go wrong with the Rangers, you know, especially with playing the Devils for over six goals as well as on the money line. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of money to be there. You mentioned that the Rangers are in a dogfight in that division. Mm-hmm. There's another team in the Central Division that's in a dogfight right now. That's going to be my second pick, the Dallas Stars money line versus the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. I think this is this might not seem like a big game to a lot of people, but from my eyes, this is a huge game for the Dallas Stars organization. Mm-hmm. If they win against the Winnipeg Jets, it will put them ahead of the Predators for first in the wild card spot and tied in points with the Minnesota Wild. It will also lengthen their distance from the Jets, who are not out of a playoff race right now as well. Mm. They're, they're six or eight points behind uh, the Stars right now for that second wild card spot. So again, this is a huge game for Stars. A lot of playoff implications. These are the games that really, really matter when you can distance yourself from teams that are trying to catch you. So I'm taking the Stars on the money line. I believe they're on the road as well. So that will be my second pick of the night. I like it, Steele. And I'll feed you with one more before. I haven't heard your lock, I don't think, yet. So uh, we'll tease that to the very end. <laughs> I like it. Um, I'm going player prop. I have to. I've been hitting them. You know, I didn't I didn't. You have do these a ton at the start of the show. I had Breadman uh, last night, two assists and a goal. Um, you know, you don't always get the greatest odd, but they're not the worst either. And I just I like it, right? Regardless of where the game goes, your bet's always alive. So there's the true degenerate in me. I'm gonna stop talking. This is what I have for you. Pittsburgh Penguins at the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. Carolina is six and four in their last 10 against the Penguins. I think this is a coin flip game with both teams being on the back second night of a back-to-back. I don't know really where it's gonna go. I would lean hurricanes though. But where I'm looking at is that top line of Toivu Teravainen, Andrei Sveshnikov, and Sebastian Ajo have been sensational. Specifically, mm-hmm. I'm going to look at Sebastian Ajo, their best player, in my opinion, riding a seven-game point streak, three goals and five assists. Two of those goals game winners as well, Steele. The kid is feeling it. That top line is feeling it. I'm going to go any you know goal by association here, hopefully get a point. Sebastian Ajo, anytime assist. I think is going to be a really, really great pick in a good spot for the Hurricanes, who will probably be facing Casey DeSmith, but we'll see what happens. Flip, you have, you actually blindsided me there. I swear you were going to go with another anytime assist from Sidney Crosby. Nah, that's boring. Okay, I thought you were going there, but I, I like you. I like the fact that you're switching it up. I have to. Uh, I've done too much, Sid. I love it. Okay, I love it. Good. I, I, Sebastian Ajo is by far their best player. I don't think there's any debate for that. So. I love that you're taking him anytime assist uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins in that second matchup Friday night. My lock of the night, you know, we talked about it for DFS selections. You mentioned how Buffalo, you know, has some great assets and valuable, Uh-oh. you know, Uh-oh. players. I'm not going with Buffalo. <laughs> I am taking the Minnesota Wild on the money line. Ooh. Look, this, 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 this losing streak has to come to an end. You know, we are recording uh, a day before, so we don't know what's happening against that Philadelphia Flyers matchup, but it doesn't matter. This needs to stop right now if they want to be a true contending team in the true. playoffs. No, that's true. Minnesota Minnesota on the money line. That will be my lock of the night, Flip. Okay. All right. Well, you heard it. Steel's lock, mini, mini money line, and I'm going Sebastian Maho <laughs> anytime assist as my other pick, but my lock is Rangers money line minus 175. Love it. We're both taking money lines. 
Uh, we, you know, we have been doing a lot of player props for lock of the nights as well as puck line, but mm-hmm. I'm going to play it safe because the last time I did the puck line with the Toronto Maple Leafs didn't pan out for me, but I'd love to hear it. We're both taking the money line for locks of the night. Thank you so much for making locked on fantasy hockey podcast. Your first listen every day. If you want more gambling advice and what you should pick, but not for just hockey, make your second listen locked on bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets is hosted by your boy Q with insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all podcast platforms, just like this podcast right here. So please make sure you smash the subscribe, smash the follow button. And once you do, you'll get the latest episodes of Locked on Fantasy Hockey Podcast as soon as they're available each and every day, Monday to Friday at 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. And like we mentioned so many times, make sure you you know comment on the videos. Let us know what you want to hear next. You know, some comments, some, some you know, some some feedback if you want message us on twitter at the locked on fantasy hockey show as well if you need any help with trades or situations in your fantasy league we'll always be here to help as soon as possible we'll get back to you as soon as possible thank you again for tuning in for today's show with flip and i have a great day good luck with all your bets and we shall see you back here again on monday peace